Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. My guest, and welcome him back to the Madison Show, Dr. Julius Garvey, uh, is is with us, surgeon, medical professor, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I so appreciate him coming on the younger of two sons of, of Marcus Garvey. And and Dr. Garvey, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, I know you're going to be in Washington, D.C. at Howard University. Uh, and when is that going to be and, and the purpose of uh, being there at Howard? Yeah, actually, um, I'll be there uh, t- uh, tomorrow in, in Washington. Um, we're sort of coming down this evening. And um, we'll we'll be at at Howard uh, tomorrow. I think the first event is uh, essentially a, a panel a discussion at Howard, and um, it will be um, moderated by Justin Hansford, who is the um, uh, director of the Thurgood Marshall Civil Rights Center at uh, Howard University. And basically, we're going to be discussing. Um, the the role of of African people, shall we say, in the new world order, you know, reparations and, and social justice um, uh, issues, including the wrongful um, conviction and imprisonment of my dad by J. Edgar Hoover. So we have several, you know, uh, outstanding panelists from Nigeria, from Ethiopia, uh, Burkina Faso, etc. And you'll also be uh, actually across the street at the Sankofa bookstore. Um, yes, um, and uh, we're also um, well, the second event basically is is in the evening, at, also at Howard on the main campus, okay. um, the Founders Library uh, browsing room, and and that's going to be a sort of um, um, meet and greet and, and 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 speech, shall we say, uh, interaction with with the students. That and and and, and let's see, I well, I hope to get by. We haven't had the opportunity to to meet, so I'm going to. That's from seven to eight thirty. So okay. please come by. We, we'd I, love I, to I, see you. Yeah, I'd love to to have the opportunity to meet you. And and what, what? Let me ask. The book is. Let's let's talk about the book, the philosophy and opinions of Marcus Garvey. Your, I, I believe your father wrote that. What it almost was. What a hundred years ago, the nineteen twenties. Uh, yes, actually, my mother com- compiled. Um, um, a selection of his speeches and writings, and, and and published that you know um, back um, when he was in, imprisoned actually uh, in in the twenties. I think it was about nineteen twenty three, and um, um, in volume one and volume two, there's also a volume three out there which most people don't know about. But what we have done is is sort of uh, combine some of volume one and some of volume two. Um, um, to make it more direct and, and to make it um, uh, easier for the, the younger generation, shall we say, uh, to understand, uh, you know, what was going on 100 years ago and, and whose shoulders they, they stand on. Because, you know, uh, as you know, and what's, what's going on now, you, you know, the curriculum, you know, doesn't tell, you know, African youth ab- about our own African uh, uh, history and, and the struggle that has gone on, not, not only during and, and after slavery, but during also the, the last 150 um, years or, or, or 200 years. And it's a struggle that, that continues, um, you know, 
uh, obviously, um, you know, uh, up to date. There, there's Tyree Banks in, in Memphis. I mean, you, you know, um, we, we, we thought we'd seen the, the last of, of police, you know, uh, killing unarmed black men in, in the streets. But um, so, we, we, you know, how far have we advanced, you know? So I, I think it's relevant. Uh, for the young people to be able to understand the Marcus Garvey, a Malcolm X, a Martin Luther King, a Fannie Lou Hamer, etc., know the history uh, of, of where they come from and what has happened, and and the struggle for really freedom, you know, self-expression and, and dignity within a society that has really oppressed them uh, over time. So we've shortened it to about 150 pages uh, because you know, attention span is somewhat limited with the younger generation who kind of like um, immediate information. So that, that's the purpose of my revising uh, uh, the philosophy and opinions. Dr. Doctor Julius Garvey is uh, with me, the uh, younger of two sons of uh, Marcus Garvey. What is, as you lecture and, and speak, um, what is the biggest, and I hate to use that word, the, are the most, what's the, the one of the main, miscon, there's the word, the main misconceptions that, that the young people have about your father, Marcus Garvey? Well, you know, um, I, I would say probably uh, two things. <laughs> one uh, is that he was a criminal and somehow defrauded, um, you know, African people uh, in terms of the, the Black Star Line. Of course, you know, it was um, uh, a political, you know, trial. It, it was set up. There was no evidence. There was an empty envelope. So there's this this idea that, that, um, that um, you know, he was, he was fraudulent. He wasn't the Messiah, so to speak. He was fraudulent. But again, that, that's what the system does. It demonizes people. And, um, and when, it, when it gets ready to destroy them, and that has been consistent over time. I would say the second thing is, is that somehow, you know, uh, Marcus Garvey, uh, you know, thought that the solution to, quote, the Negro problem was to have all black people go back to Africa. And again, that's a caricature uh, because that was never his intention. Um, you know, he, he, he said Africa for the Africans, those at home and those abroad. And the purpose of the Black Star Line and what he was doing, it was, was to link um, the Africans in the diaspora with the Africans on the continent, both in terms of, you know, our history, traditions and culture, as well as economically in, in terms of um, uh, our, our trade and, and, and commerce. So that was the purpose of the Black Star Line. That was the purpose of, you know, the Liberia um, 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 movement and so on, um, you know. Clearly, some of it was to colonize Africa because at that particular time, the, the only Ethiopia was independent. This is the 20s we're talking about. And, you know, African independence didn't really start to happen until um, uh, Ghana in 1957 with Kwame Nkrumah, who was, in a sense, a disciple of Marcus Garvey. So, you know, um, it was about the liberation of, of African people wherever. Uh, you know, certainly here in the United States, as well as in the, in the, in the Caribbean, um, there were no independent states. Now, of course, we have, you know, 15 different independent states in CARICOM, et cetera. And, and, and theoretically, um, you, you know, uh, African-Americans are, quote, free, if you will. And, and, and we also have um, 
54, I think it is, uh, you know, African, free African uh, countries. So the landscape has changed, but, you know, there's a lot that has stayed the same. But those are the two major misconceptions, I think, that a lot of people have. So why was uh, uh, Marcus Garvey a threat to J. Edgar Hoover? Well, he was a threat to the system of white supremacy and and, and the colonizers, and and uh, he was, you know, don't, uh, at that point in time, um, he, you know, Africa, the Caribbean, Latin America was colonized, uh, you know, by 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 um, England and 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 France uh, as as well as as, as Portugal and, and Spain, um, you know, uh, and of course you you could consider um, that you, you know African Americans were were colonized as well. Certainly, there was an apartheid system here, just as there was in in, in South Africa, in terms of the, the sharecropping and and so on, um, and the other disadvantages. Um, you know, this was way before you know civil rights and voting rights in '64 and and '65. So, so he was a threat uh, uh, to the system, which w- was was a system that was oppressing, you know, African people worldwide and using the resources of African people, as you know, in terms of enslavement and and afterwards chain gangs and all of these things, w- without recompense and and, t- and taking resources out of the, the African uh, 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 continent in terms of gold, in terms of you know uh, uh, diamonds, and now of course all the mineral wealth. So, so um, you know, uh, Marcus Garvey and the organization, I mean, it was just Marcus Garvey per se, but it was the UNIA, yeah. Universal Negro Improvement Association, African Communities League, which gathered, you know, anywhere from two to six million, you know, followers, if, if not outright members of the organization worldwide. So, so that represented a threat to the American system. And, you know, Jade Gohova had an internal uh, memo back in, in, in 1919 that there's a Negro agitator up in Harlem, and, and, and we have to find some way to get him. So, so basically, you know, what, what are you saying is that someone who is advocating for, for the, the liberation of African people worldwide was a threat to the system that he represents, because this was the beginning of, of the FBI, was the beginning of COINTELPRO, and so on. Mm-hmm. So, 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 yes, definitely, you know, Marcus Garvey was a threat to the system. And, you know, um, uh, Jay Gohuva was a young uh, member of what was to become the FBI. And, and, and that was the beginning of the FBI. That was the beginning of COINTELPRO and, you know, hunting out um, 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 people or individuals and groups who, who, who were thought to be antagonistic to, to the system as it existed. Dr. Uh, Dr. Uh, Julius Garvey, by the way, uh, MD, just wanted people to understand that, um, is my guest, and he's going to be, if you're in the Washington, D.C. area, and we'll get the information up on our social media uh, here tomorrow at Howard University and, of course, uh, over at the uh, at the Sankofa Bookstore, which is over uh, here in Washington. Uh, you mentioned earlier, and I wonder if you could uh, talk about this, the evidence used against Marcus Garvey, against your father, you said it was scant evidence. There was hardly any evidence, matter of fact. Can you expound on that? Because I think, again, people just don't really know that that history. Yeah. But, you know, actually, the, the, the charges were initially um, a conspiracy to use the mails to, to defraud. 
um, and of course supposedly defraud African Americans because um, the only people who are allowed to buy the shares were, were, were Africans. Um, you know, this was a, a community organization, if you will, um, um, a budding um, nation, um, international nation, if you will. So um, that was the charge. But um, they were really out to get only Marcus Garvey. They couldn't, they couldn't prove a conspiracy, so they dropped the conspiracy charge and, 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 and um, let all the other people who were initially charged. There were four or five other people who were members of the organization. Um, um, they were let off. So then uh, the charge now was against uh, uh, Marcus Garvey. So there was no conspiracy that they could prove. And um, so the, uh, the trial went, went on, and um, the, the, the um, prosecuting uh, uh, attorney um, um, uh, committed perjury. I um, uh, coached the main witness to commit perjury because the main witness, who was supposedly to have worked, you know, at the UNIA, it was shown that he didn't work there at all uh, because he didn't know who his boss was. He didn't know who paid him. And, and he said, uh, um, you know, uh, um, coming out in terms of uh, cross-examination, that it was the prosecuting attorney who told him to, to lie. So, so, so here was somebody who was the star witness who, who, um, who was representing supposedly uh, a, a member of the UNIA who, who received um, this information about the Black Star Line. And there he was, obviously. Um, he, he was not a member of the organization. He didn't work for the organization. And then the evidence um, that, that um, supposedly he had was an empty envelope with the, the Black Star Line uh, 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 motif uh, uh, on it. But he couldn't remember what was in the envelope. So it was an empty envelope um, uh, presented by a perjured witness. And then even the judge himself should have recused himself because the judge belonged to and supported an organization that was a rival organization to, to, to the UNIA. So it was a totally, you know, uh, uh, trumped up um, uh, charge. And, that, and the, the conduct of the judge uh, and, and the, the prosecuting attorney during the trial was, was totally unlawful. So, so the whole thing was, was, was quite bogus uh, with no evidence. And it was clearly uh, a political trial. Finally, and, and I really shouldn't say that because it's always based on the last answer. Um, <laughs> um, what was Marcus Garvey's relationship with other civil rights leaders at that time? Um, well, in some sense, they, they, they were antagonistic because, you know, um, Marcus Garvey's um, um, uh, uh, idea, shall we say, was, you know, about reconstructing uh, African civilization on a worldwide uh, basis. So, so the organization itself was a nation in exile, and, and he had an understanding of, of our, our, our history, and he had an understanding of our origins, and, and he understood also the system that, that had incarcerated us in terms of slavery, in terms of colonialism and in terms of the apartheid system here in the United States. And he, he, he knew that we could not integrate with that system unless that system changed uh, uh, in terms of us being a part of that, that system. So he was not, quote, an integrationist in that sense. Therefore, uh, the NACP at that time was very much an integrationist organization. 
and you know, and, and at that time, of course, um, the, the masses of, of African Americans and people all over the world, you know, they, they'd come out from slavery, and basically, what they wanted was an opportunity um, to develop themselves in their own communities, away from their previous, you know, masters who had enslaved them and brutalized them. So that was what was being expressed by Marcus Garvey, the independence and self-identity of African people, you know, worldwide here in the United States and elsewhere. The other uh, group that was antagonistic to Marcus Garvey was the communist group, the African Blood Brothers, which, as you know, 1917 was, was, was the, um, the, the Bolshevik um, communist revolution in, in, um, in Russia. And, and communism then was a worldwide movement, and that attracted a number of, of African Americans um, because um, you know it, it, it had a more, shall we say, liberal philosophy in terms of race, and and it was a, a, a worldwide um, uh, organization, and they felt that this was one of the ways that they could transform America in terms of their own, you know, civil rights and, and acceptance within. Uh, the, the system by changing the system to a communist system. Well, my dad was not a communist. Um, you know, as you said, he's a capitalist, not a communist. Uh, but of course, he was a different kind of capitalist from the extractive capitalists that we know now, you, you know, who simply want, want, want to rape the world for their own personal uh, benefit. So those were the antagonism, antagonisms in terms of the groups that were active at that time. You know, also the... Um, um, there was another group in terms of, you know, um, uh, unions and getting into the quotes, the white unions and so on, um, who did not want to, shall we say, rock the boat, because definitely, um, it, you know, the, the Garvey message was, was to transform the system and build your own system within the system, um, whereas uh, many of these others, certainly the integrationists and certainly the trade unionists, um, you know, wanted to be a part of the system on an equal basis. So those were the antagonisms at that time. And, you know, to some extent, these things uh, still play yeah. out, although I don't think you'll find um, in many communists at this point in time, although, of course, we do have socialists. And, you, you know, uh, you know, socialism basically is, 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 is something that, you know, African people understand because it's based on what you could call communalism, which, which we're very much you know, and an and African uh, way of life, meaning the sort of extended family, which is extended to the tribe or is extended out, out, out to the nation. So, 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 you know, socialism has found, you know, some traction within the, the, the African-American and the worldwide uh, yeah. our, our community. Um, uh, integration, of course, has, has held sway, you know, over time, especially, you know, uh, with the, the, the curtailment of, of the, the UNIA um, uh, at that time, because then, you know, my dad was imprisoned and then he was uh, uh, deported in 1927 and the movement itself became fractured, etc. And, and the different spin-offs. So what we have in some sense is a result of integrationism. But, you know, we are integrating into a system that still uh, oppresses us and kills us in the street. Doctor, uh, Dr. Garvey, thank you so much for being on. Let me remind people again, if you're in the um, in here tomorrow in the Washington, D.C. area, uh, Howard University, uh, tomorrow, 1230 to 2 p.m., social justice panel uh, presented by the Thurgood Marshall Civil Rights Center at the um, 
Howard University School of Law. I'm sorry, so it's not on campus. If I, it, right, yeah, on, it's at the Howard University Van, Van Ness Street. Yeah, 2900 Van Ness Street. Van Ness North Street. Okay, and that's near UDC, by the way. So, oh, uh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, and that'll be a meet greet books, and that'll be seven p.m. Oh, I got it now. So the how do you? Well, let me do this. Let me just shut up and put it on our social media. <laughs> <laughs> the first, the first event is twelve thirty to two at, at Howard University Law School. On right, Bandit right, Street. right. And then, a and then the and second greet. event is seven to eight thirty. Yeah. on the main campus. On the main Howard campus. University. There you go. Right, so I got you. Thank you. Five hundred Howard Place. Yeah, always. Thanks, and and by so the much. way, the the book, the philosophy and opinions of Marcus Garvey. Can people still purchase that book? Uh, 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 definitely. You know, they, they, in, the, in the D.C. area, they can get it from, you know, Sankofa uh, Bookstore, or they can get it uh, at officialgarveybooks.com. Okay. Officialgarveybooks.com. And we'll get that up on our social media. Thank you. Wonderful. Ba- thank Appreciate you, that. Thanks very much, Joe. Always. Look forward to seeing you. Look forward to meeting you, too. You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.